This is Scorch from Slayers Reborn of the Mandalore Collective, and you're listening to the Escape Pod Test. This episode was recorded live in front of a studio audience. Be sure to stick around for the full episode if you want to hear about how me and my competitors put our opponents in body bags, brother, and took our opponents home to their mothers, brother. I'm not sure if I sound more like Hulk Hogan or the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. You'll never see me coming. Y'all enjoy, and be sure to follow me at Scorch the Hoss on YouTube. One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's episode of the Escape Pod cast, Jedi Knight Luke finally comes to the hollow tables. <laughs> and is Neil going to break his free to play cherry over him? Well, I guess you'll have to keep listening to find out. <laughs> that, my friends, is what we call a tease in the industry. The Empire Strikes Back theme GAC feats have had some hilarious consequences. I mean, who doesn't like trying to keep their Gear 5 Lobot alive? <laughs> yeah. Our new project, GA Center, debuted to some rave reviews from fellow content creators. Neil, I gotta say, I'm very pleased with what you guys have put together, and I'm looking forward to seeing the first stat-driven episode this week. What is CG's responsibility to us from our points of view? Neil and I will square off as we talk about our personal thoughts on that very topic. Always Game Time is our guest this week, and while he is not a Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes gamer, I think his outside perspective is welcoming. And we get to know someone who is just passionate about gaming. And of course, Patreon's Choice is our fourth segment. Yeah, Neil, uh, the questions are quite interesting this week. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod Cast News. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another show. It's week 71 of the Escape Pod Cast. I'm your host, Neil Andrewer, and as always, I am joined by my hetero life partner, Paul Anthony. Paul, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, actually. It's uh, it is absolutely a interesting week that we've had. Uh, lots of fun, lots of premieres, lots of, lots of chatter everywhere. Um, so I know we're doing this live on Twitch right now, but uh, first off, I want to congratulate Reality Skewed Gamers on hitting their five thousand subscribers on YouTube. Nice. Congratulations! Yes. Um, and uh, hope that one fifth of them decide to come over and help us because we are still on that push to a thousand. Yes, we are. Neil's hair is getting way too long. We it is. Get it's it getting cut. like stupidly long. Look at it. <laughs> yes, the podcast audience can see it. 
<laughs> yeah, the podcast to the po- to the podcast audience. It is currently almost chest length if he brings it just above join the dark side of the force which is something else i've just realized you also can't see (laughs) so yeah i'm just going to shut up here Uh, but i am going to say thank you to geek girl for the bits oh yes definitely thank you for the 200 bits geek girl um but we are on that push to a thousand lots of fun stuff will happen uh when we get there including uh including some giveaways and um things that we all uh that we all pledge to do if we get there (laughs) nonetheless um also we want to thank the people that have supported us this entire week through all of our shows um bits subs follows it matters not the fact that you're there thank you very much for all the support that you've given us this past week um if you are just watching the pod uh, if you only listen to the podcast there's so much more that we do on twitch there's uh, so much more that we're doing on youtube as well we invite you to come check those out at your earliest convenience and if you just like the podcast and just want to listen to the podcast Thank you for that, too. You you support the show in one way or another, and you are in our hearts. And thank you, Plasma, for the bits. Love you, too. <laughs> You're starting to sound like Heinze there. No, the Heinze says legend a lot. I don't. Well, well you're, you're still kissing people, nonetheless. I'm still kissing people. There's nothing wrong with kissing people. <laughs> nothing wrong nothing wrong with that at all something wrong you say there's something wrong with kissing people i'm single and now schnarman dropping a thousand bits and creating a hype train in the Ooh, first segment hype thank train. you very much schnarman um so if you guys want to keep that hype train going uh we're, we're gonna continue on we're going to continue on with our show. We'll comment on it shortly. The podcast audience, of course, hears all the donations that come in. We will address those when we can. Now, yes, Jedi Luke has hit the hollow tables. He has hit the hollow tables. Yay! Yes. At last, about time. <laughs> the the old loading screen is finally complete. Thank you, Wardy, for the two hundred bits. I've got to, I've got to move this, uh, move this stream monitor over here now. Um, we, uh, so he came. He was in a puzzle last week. It, it was all the talk um, during it all. It's still missing Master Kenobi. Rambam. Okay, Rambam points out that it's still, uh, it's still missing Master Kenobi. Is it? I thought the Kenobi that was in it. Yeah. I thought the Kenobi that was on the image was in. I thought I thought everybody was in it now. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll go back and look at the old loading screen during our first break and see uh, and see what we got. See what we're missing. See what we're missing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Gaming Embers yes, so uh, points out that it was episode three Kenobi that was on the loading screen and we only have... <laughs> Ah, okay. I feel good completing the level one of the hype train. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Um, so they gave us a puzzle. Mm-hmm. 
the puzzle was really neat. Um, the way that it worked is that we had this, uh, we had this whole QR code uh, that was team money. Got a piece. Sig Sig got a piece. Um, there was a piece posted on the forums. There was another link posted. I don't remember who it was. And I'm sorry if somebody wants to uh, correct me and tell me who it was. That's awesome. But what, uh, what happened is we, um, we ended up finding out that it would po it would link to the QR code when completed and used in, in the, uh, that they gave us as well on the forums created a QR code that we uh, went back and forth with. Uh, there were two pieces in that. You put the QR code, it brings you to a picture of uh, Luke Skywalker and says, congratulations. Luke Skywalker in the throne room, Vader nearby with Palpatine in the background. Thanks for the bitch, JJ. Once you did that, thank you for the bits, JJ. Thank you, Schnarman, for giving out a community sub. Thanks, Wolfell, for the big subscribe. Yep. And when you when you looked closer at the image, in the background was Luke three two uh, number three two seven. If you and and the number sign was basically telling us that the numbers were three two that they were the numbers three two seven. Otherwise, they were they were letters um, in Braille. That Braille gave us the trailer for Luke. Didn't didn't we we got we got this like literally just before the show went live last week, didn't we? Right, but I, I wanted to recap how everything came together in that puzzle. Yeah. Cause it's gone fast. I mean we got the puzzle, we got the reveal, and then we got a post a couple of days later saying, Oh, by the way, we're dropping this event on you. <laughs> and now it's like literally puzzle reveal uh, and, and date and start of the event all in one week. So yeah, I mean, definitely one of the fastest, definitely yes. one of the fastest. So, um, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Aldous Sandfly says still no idea how the puzzle worked. It, the stuff that they gave, if you decoded it, it turned into a QR code. The QR code went to the forums. The forums then had a hidden thing in the image. The image gave us the trailer uh, link. So that that's essentially it in a nutshell. The uh, Swaga events server will have a full write-up coming out soon. So... They gave us this. They gave us the puzzle on Friday, as you said. We covered that on Monday. We get the post about the developer insights. Yeah. And the kids. He's a, he's a, yeah. And the kid. So we get Jedi Knight, Luke Skywalker being a light side Jedi leader. Um, and he reduces speed. He reduces, um, uh, he reduces, uh, critical, uh, damage chances, well, we it, can bring it up if you like. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not trying not to, not to read everything. <laughs> <coughs> Corona. <laughs> Don't do that. No. <laughs> uh, but he does not interact with um, 
he does interact with Jedi of the old Republic variety. And Geek Girl also says, while the symbol from the maze was a rebel symbol, Luke does not have the rebel tag. She asked how to explain that. I would like to explain it by saying he was barely with the rebels during all of Empire Strikes Back. He was there on Hoth, then he got separated. He goes to find Yoda. Um, and he's he's barely there yeah he he only he only um he only really uh i mean there's a there's an argument there that he only held the uh, hold a rebel rank until the um uh, the ground infiltration on uh, endor once he left endor it was like i'm that's it i'm i'm I, you know I, i've got to go and see if i can turn my father back to the light side i've got to leave the rebellion and concentrate on <laughs> making daddy good and then Rambam says Ray was barely with the resistance, but she has a resistance tag. Explain that Rambam, the, the, the whole thing. And, and this isn't just to you. This is to everybody. Not every single thing has to 100% make sense. There are things that can, prob- can probably get broken if they give them certain tags and things like that. And then you, and then the whole community would have another thing to, to, to pitch and moan about. There are so many things in this game that do not make sense. There are so many things that just do not make sense. <laughs> they just, uh, you know, there are there are tags that are wrong. Um, there are tags that are correct. There are tags that are missing. For goodness' sake, I mean, the, the, what, what, what was what was one of the things they kept on going on about? A neutral tag. I mean, there are A so many tag. characters that are and already in the game that should then- have neutral. And then Ahsoka Tana Fulcrum. Yeah. She should be Phoenix. She should be Phoenix. <laughs> Debatable. She, she instructed Phoenix Squadron. She Yes, but she was not part of Phoenix Squadron. Excuse me, if she was Phoenix Squadron, what was her number? Because she wasn't Spectre 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. Phoenix Squadron had um, Spectre. Fulcrum. There's a difference in exactly. The she wasn't Spec. She wasn't Spectre Six, was she? So there's a there's a legitimate argument for her to not get the Phoenix um, Phoenix Squadron tag because she was not. She didn't have a, a prefixed Spectre number. Come on, somebody in the chat's with me. Who's in? The, who's with me in chat? Dr. Feelgood says she was Spectre 42 because 42 is the answer to everything. She was not Spectre 42. You're just making it up as you go along. (laughs) I'm allowed to make it up as we go along because I'm the co-host of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Einzy. So we we go through uh, we go through everything. Thank you, by the way, for everybody. The hype train is complete. Uh, Thank you for everybody that uh, helped out during that hype train. Um, there, there's, he, he will cancel out his own lead. If you're doing a mirror match of, of uh, Jedi Knight Luke, or I like to call him J Lou. Yeah, I know. I saw that and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to ask what it means because I, I'm, I'm like, not having anyone dissing Jedi Knight Luke. Just, just don't like do J-Lo. it. It's like you you affectionately call Jennifer Lopez J Lo. I'm gonna call affectionately call Jedi Luke J Lo. J Lo. J Lo. J Lo. J Lo. That's so not gonna hold. 
I know it won't. That's but, so not going to hold. But I'm sure it made at least one person smirk out there. That's all I'm, I'm sure say. it did. I'm sure it did. All right. So Jedi Luke, we get um, his basic ability, prevailing strike. We're we're going to go ahead and read the uh, read them off here. Um, dispel all buffs and deal physical damage to target enemy, then reduce their critical damage by ten percent, which stacks. Then Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker gains 10% max protection, stacking up to an extra 100% until the end of the uh, end of the encounter, and the ability cannot be countered. Okay. So, that's pretty nice basic. Mm-hmm. Um, his first special... Stalwart advance deals physical damage to target enemy and calls another target ally to assist. The target enemy is inflicted with blind. So he blinds for two turns. Then he gains Jedi's will for two turns, which cannot be dispelled, copied or prevented. If the other target ally is Jedi, but not old Republic, they also gain Jedi's will for two turns, which is a hundred percent counter chance an extra quarter offense, an extra quarter speed, and all the attacks ignore defense. Yeah, I know. That's just awesome. Okay. So he's powerful for a non-galactic legend. Yeah, but you, 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 you understand right, right there that, that one ability, it's a Malik killer. That's a Malik killer. Okay. That is so that, that, that one ability is going to chew for Malik. All that defense that Malik get, forget about. If it's ignoring defense, Malik is toast against a Jedi Knight Luke. Okay, so so let's look at this. In if you want for for new players, if you are going after Malik, you're going to have to build all these characters, and once you get Malik, you're going to have to seven star him through. Guild event token one. But instead, you can use those guild event tokens to purchase your hoed uh your hermit yoda hermit yoda. Mm-hmm. You can use those guild event tokens to purchase your Wampa and go after Luke Skywalker in that way. This, ladies and gentlemen, even though it takes people to get, uh, you know, you have to take certain people to Relic 3. We didn't have Relic 3 back in our days. Back in our days. Back in our days. We did not have Relic 3 back then. This is the new mid-game. They gave us something for mid-game players. And I applaud them for it. I'm going to just touch on this for just a second, Neil, for those saying, oh, this was just a ploy to get uh, to get the focus away from other stuff. Guys, I knew about this long in advance that there was going to be a puzzle before any of the crap happened. Yeah, and I forgive you for not telling me. I I could not tell you. I, I could I just only said, tell you I forgive once, you for not telling me. I could only tell you when I had five minutes to, to go. Five minutes was right before the show, you told me, oh, by the way, I knew about the puzzle two weeks ago. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you didn't tell me? I couldn't. I couldn't. I was so, hurt. I was so I was, hurt. You know? This planned long, long in the past. So 
This was not put out to to do that. Now it is a mid game. It is a mid game thing, as I've been saying. Would you, if you were starting this, Neil, because you are the new account specialist, you are the free to play specialist. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> was wait what was free to play doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you said. Uh, okay. No, no, no. What I meant for what, what I just meant that competitive, sorry, competitive free to play doesn't exist anymore. Not from a new, per, not, not from a new account perspective. Okay. So, but yes, no. If you were starting new, if you were going free to play, um, uh, if you were going free to play, th- this character uh, is still going to take you. Um, this character is still going to take you. 18 it's still going to take you 18 months to two years it's this is not somebody started even with a hyperdrive bundle the hyperdrive bundle for luke skywalker for jedi knight luke skywalker is irrelevant because you need to be able to get into a guild that's going to score sufficiently enough stars to get you enough currency to take uh, to get 330 hermit yoda shots and 330 wampa so it's still we're still talking two years we are still talking two years. Less than two years, if you're aware, if you're a whale or a kraken, you are going to get into a top-notch guild straight away. And if you top- buy the hyperdrive bundle, you have a little bit of an advance and as if well. You have a, if you buy the hyperdrive bundle, you have a little bit of an advantage for getting into an immediate, you know, an intermediate guild. You are, but unless you're a whale or a kraken starting the game from scratch, you are not going to be granted admittance to a end game guild that is like, for example, doing uh, um, GOTB, for example. If you're if, if you're in an, um, a low level to an intermediate guild doing Hoth, you're not going to be getting 40 stars. You're going to be in guild getting 10s and 20s, and you're going to have to progress that way. I mean, getting Hermit Yoda and the Wampa to seven stars... That route, it's still going to take you an inordinate amount of time. So this is not either. This is not a. Um, this, uh, I would argue that this is not a mid-level character. I would argue that this is still end game. This is more about. Um, this is more about rewarding um, long-term players that have potentially already farmed for the characters. Because most, I mean, the only character that I was missing was um, uh, Hans Nolo. Or Cholo, I say you know, it's or, end of mid game then. Sorry, then it's going to be end of mid game. It's end to mid. All right, we'll split the difference. We'll say end to mid game. Yes, because most people um, have already got their seven star Hermit Yoda. Most people have already got their seven star Wampa because that's those are the only two characters that you could farm for like the first couple of years, and then obviously Malik, and then obviously Gas. But people, uh, people who were farming for Malik and Gas um, that have been long term players had already got their Wampa and their Hermit Yoda to seven stars. So I mean, even the Pom Pom Tastic account. Even my Pom Pom Tastic account still does not have them both at seven stars. It's got Hermit Yoda at seven, doesn't have Wampa at seven, and I've been farming them on the Pom Pom Tastic account nonstop since I started the game. So, okay, l- let's let's look. How close are you on the closest account? How what? Sorry. How close are you to this? On the closest account, closest account, closest account would be my main, the one that I've been playing the longest. And you're I've got, I've got every, I've got every character to seven stars, with the exception of Han Snow, like who has literally just been activated within the last couple of days. 
Um, everybody is uh, didn't didn't need to do CLS. CLS was already get uh, CLS was already um, thirteen and relict. Chewy was already thirteen and relict. Um, Vader's at twelve. Calrissian's at eleven. Um, uh, uh, Rolo's at ten. Uh, Hermit Yoda's at ten. Um, so it's it's we're, we're talking. 10s, 11s, and 12s, with the exception of CLS and Chewy. But everybody else is 10s, 11s, and 12s. So I am not going to get CLS this time around. Um, and and the, I'm not pimping myself out either. Um, because I'm relatively confident because I've put everything. Everything is now on hold. Absolutely everything. I'm only... I'm, all Cantina energy goes on. Um, all Cantina energy goes on uh, Captain Han Solo, and every refresh, energy refresh, goes on gear. It's as simple as that. That that's just the way it is. Um, and I'm working on one character. Literally, I'm just going to work on one character at a time. And as soon as I get them to thirteen, I'm going to move on to the next. I am. I'm about eighty percent, seventy, eighty percent certain that I will have them ready three months from now. Providing that three months is the cadence for this event. I'm banking on it being three months. If they bring it out early, two months from now, I'm screwed. I'm thinking that it's honestly going to be four months in between. If it's four months, then I should be ready. If I'm not, then yes, I will be putting myself either on a street corner or a back alley. And I will be, you know, selling my soul um, for, uh, you know, for app store um, codes so that I can buy chests and vaults. (laughs) I... But not yet. So, so mark this on the uh, on on June nineteenth. I am going to say the next time that we see Captain or not Captain Han Solo, the next time we see Luke is going to be at least October second. Okay. Well, I should be ready by then. I'm, so I'm, I'm relatively guess. confident October that I'll be second. ready by then. Give or take two weeks. Yeah, I'm, 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 it's, it's a slow crawl because I'm not making any crystal income from my main account at all. You know, I'm lucky if I make right. top 50 in fleet and I'm lucky if I make top 200 in squad arena. So, yeah, my crystal income from squad arenas is non-existent. All right. So we had a small tangent alert where we where we talked we jumped ahead in our planned uh, things that we were going to talk about. Let's finish the kit out and then we'll go to break. Um, but I think we've kind of said our piece on this entire on this entire character. Yeah. Um, uh, his special two is called Repulse. It inflicts stun and vulnerable on all enemies. Uh, vulnerable for two turns until the end of the encounter all enemies lose 10 percent max health and protection stacking up to half um if you use it on a raid boss it deals damage three times and vulnerable for two turns the ability cannot be evaded or resisted and then he has a a unique called Jedi Knight's Resolve. Anytime that he's damaged, he gains 5% turn meter and 5% offense up to a max of one fourth extra um, until he uses prevailing strike on his turn. When he attacks at a turn or is critically hit, he gains two speed up to an extra 20 until the end of the encounter at the end of each other non OR Jedi's turn. 
Luke gains 10% turn meter, and he's immune to stun and fear. It's a Revan killer. He's it, a Sith. It's a Sith Empire. Revan, he, huh? Would you say Revan is mid-game now? Darth Revan? Yeah. Well, no, because it, it, you, you've got to take into consideration just how many people are going to be in a position to get Jedi Knight Luke. The, the well, amount no, of characters, I mean, the amount of characters know, required to get Jedi Knight Luke is huge. It's huge. If, if you have people that that are farming for, uh, if you have people that are farming for Jedi Knight Luke, or you have people that really like the Star Wars Old Republic games and they decide to go the Revan routes, you've got two different parties uh going for different things in my yeah, opinion revan is now mid-game just no, like no no no, no. Uh, you, you, you're you're forget you're forgetting you're forgetting uh, you're forgetting a couple of very important factors here very important factors okay um the millennium falcon is required at seven stars Chewie is required at seven stars. So you need five bounty hunters good enough. You need the bounty hunter ships, the Millennium Falcon. You need five Empire okay. for R2-D2. You it. need five Ewoks for C-3PO. You need a lot of characters. You don't necessarily need gear for those characters, you know, gear um, for the characters to get the legendaries. I mean, we know that you can get legendaries with relatively weak characters. You can get CLS with eights and nines. Um, but you will still need to farm for those characters because not every single one of those characters is part of the hyperdrive bundle. Right. So, uh, but what I'm, what I'm saying is Revan has been relegated to mid game and Luke is, I will concede that Luke is the beginning of the end game. I, I mean, Revan's not mid game. Revan's early game. Remember when he used to be Endgame? Yeah, he used to be Endgame, but Dark Je Jedi Knight Revan is... He's, he's early game now. Yep. He's early game. I, I got Jedi Knight Revan. I got, I got Jedi Knight Revan on the Horde account um, in four months. And that's from level 28. From level 28 on my account to level 85, I had Jedi Knight Revan. In four months, Jedi Knight Revan is an early game legendary. There you go. So um, let's talk about his leader. Then we throw to break his leader. All light side allies have plus 15% critical chance of critical damage doubled for Jedi allies, 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 all light side allies have 15% critical chance of critical damage doubled for Jedi allies at the start of each of uh, J Lou's turns. All enemies are reduced to his base speed until the end of the encounter. Now, except for raid bosses and galactic legends are also exempt from this. Mm -hmm. And at the yeah. start of the encounter, all Jedi allies uh, gain the granted ability Heroes Arise, which dispels all debuffs, calls all Jedis to assist. All uh, Jedis recover 25% health and protection and gain that whole Jedi's will nonsense. And then Jedi Luke Skywalker gets 100% turn meter. What the hell? Yeah, that's a nice one. And it's uh, on a shared cooldown between all allies who have heroes arise and is immune to cooldown manipulation. Ten. Yeah, no, I think. We, 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 I mean, he's you know he he he's not. 
Here's the thing. He's not been brought in to be OP. He hasn't. He's not been brought in to be OP. Okay? Now, Disney dictates to Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm dictates to EA. EA dictates to CG. Okay? Disney wants Rey and Kylo to be the best. Okay? And that's what they are. You know, Rey and Kylo are the OP. They are the best. Okay? Um, but they are still um, required to make them desirable enough to make some money. You know, they, they still require they, oh. they still require that element to be desirable. So, okay, here's the thing. CG didn't... Uh, CG were probably under instructions to not make Jedi Knight Luke the most overpowering character in the game, partially because Disney and Lucasfilm didn't want it, and partially because CG would be worried that, you know, people would start, you know, looking at that as a portent that it's the end of the game. And end okay, of let's, okay, Neil, Neil, yes, let's yes. stop there because we are going to talk about that when we talk about what CG's responsibility is to okay, us okay. in the next segment. Let's get to that next segment. Um, really quick, another thank you to all those who helped uh, during the first segment here gaming ember subscribing for three months geek girl plasma schnarman wardy dr feelgood jj manners schnarman again um and uh, uh thank you all for the hype train love that you gave us and poig mothan and b cubed 81 welcome to uh welcome to the show thank you for following us we hope you'll stick around and i we hope everybody will stick around for our second segment right here on the escape pod cast the Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime and and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pond Castaways. All for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Go Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up. Have you been interested in getting items 3D printed, but haven't wanted to buy one of those expensive printers? Are you looking for a literally one-of-a-kind tech gift gadget? Evil Genius 3D Printing and Gadgets is your one-stop shop for both of those items. Nerd-owned and Escape Pod approved, put Lenny the Evil Genius to work for you. If you can dream it, he could possibly make it. Contact Lenny at evilgenius3dprinting at gmail.com for more information that's evil genius 3d printing at gmail.com get something unique in your hands 
Hey, I'm Andy Beads. Hey, I'm Danish Bobo. Hey, I'm Ando. Hey, I'm Jake. I'm Bringer of Death. Jake Johnson TX. I'm Randy 2307. Barney Z here. I am Mr. Jacobachi. Star Wars Galaxy of Yeti. I'm Player Gaming Embers. I'm Lazy Turtle. I'm Mudbub. I mean, come on. They already know me. I'm the bloody co-host. And we are part of the Gak Chain Gang. We're a group of streamers who stream our Grand Arena on Twitch and continue the chain into the next streamer. We have all types of accounts for you to enjoy from the big wells to the small accounts. But we're all here to provide entertainment and have a good time. The Grand Arena Chain Gang is proud to be part of the Escape Pod Castaways Content Creator Network. Stop by and see them, won't you? The Escape Pod Cast. Welcome back to the show. Second segment. Okay, so I was getting ahead of myself before Paul, so and you had to bring yeah. me back. So it's okay. Let it's the lovely okay. people Let's... know what we're going to discuss. Well, we're really excited. Let's tie tie in two things. Let, let's first. I want to thank Flair of Gaming Embers um, and yourself for a successful launch of GA Center. You oh, guys. Yeah killed it on monday with our pilot episode which is available on here on twitch um it's also available it and for our podcast audience it is a visual kind of show so you do have to go into the video uh video archives for this um it's also going to be available and is available 24 hours later on youtube where we look at you know, you you do the uh, you do the explanation of the what spiel. GSM. Okay, plot synopsis. So, if you've if you've ever watched Sports Center before. <laughs> We're basically the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes GAC version of that. So, ninety-minute program. Basically, the first sixty to seventy minutes is going to be myself and my wonderful co-host Flair going over the statistics, the weekly statistics for each individual competitor that we're going to showcase during the show. And we have got 60 competitors. They are all content creators. They all do GAC, either live streaming or they post it on their YouTube channel. So we're talking about active content creators that actively post or stream their GACs. There are a couple of exceptions to the rule. Um, it's also their main accounts. Uh, lots of content creators, myself included. Everybody knows I've got four accounts and I'm going for Quad Kyber. But within the league, only my main account counts. So everybody that has an alt account, it's not included. We're only talking about people's main accounts. We start from Division 6. We were originally going to do... We were originally going to go from 8. But you try finding a content creator that does live <laughs> or post GAC in Division 7 or 8. It's a nightmare. I spent two hours scraping through YouTube looking and I found one. I found one content creator. And I can't... I, I apologize. I can't even remember what their name is now. But they were a Division 8 player. So we went with six. So we have four competitors in uh, Division Six. We're going to be covering four in five. We're going to be covering six in three. Uh, sorry, six in four. We're going to be covering seven in three. Uh, we're going to be covering eight in two. And then Division One, the Mac Daddy of all the divisions, we're actually splitting it down into two divisions. We're going to split. Thirty-one. There are 30, thirty-one. Thirty-one content creators who make whose main accounts for GAC, and these are thirty-one content creators that post or stream 
their GACs. There are twice as many as that that do not do that. So there are names that you are going to see and maybe not recognize. And there are going to be names that you don't see that you are going to go, hey, why is this person not in there? The reason why they're not in there is because they do other things. You know, they might be just a theory crafter. They might have a weekly show. It's not something that they post or stream and that's why they're not there but we have 31 content creators in division one but what we've done is we've split division one in two so we have division one which is going to contain 16 uh, uh, which is going to contain 16 content creators and elite division which is division it's division one as well but what we're doing is we're taking the 4.5 million onward requirement and we're taking 4.5 to roughly 6 million and they're going to be division one and then everybody from six six million afterwards is going to be in the elite division and that's how we've split it down so the but i do have to i do have to say it the line was drawn at 5.8 5.8 yeah 5.85 <laughs> and unfortunately, my ass ended up at the bottom of Division One Elite. So it's I've not got, the bottom; it's just the lowest GP in the Elite Division. I'm at the bottom. It Admit doesn't mean it. you're going to finish in the bottom. <sighs> look, we've already hit. Look, uh, just, just, just. I mean, just to give everybody out there a little bit of news, we've already had three content creators, two who accidentally forgot to sign up for round one and that's really going to hurt them because that's instantly going to be between 15 and 2,000 banners that they are going to miss out on for the week and then we have one content creator that deliberately didn't sign up for this GA you know sign up for this GAC so that's one week that's a whole week uh, it's not too sorry it's not 1500 to 2000 banners it's probably going to be it's probably going to be more like uh, uh, four, four, four to 6000 banners uh, out of this entire month so you know that's going to hurt them initially you have a big fan in the chat that said neil your main is the longest you played but pom pom was the one you produced the most content so shouldn't that have been your main account well no i mean yes yes but no but pom pom tastic was still an alt account and I, I explained that Pom Pom Tastic was, uh, you know, an alt account. Uh, uh, Pom Pom Tastic was always was created specifically as an alt account so that I could present to uh, everybody a record of a daily following of the uh, uh, the Warrior Pillar System because that's what Pom Pom Tastic was all about. It was how efficient is Warrior's Pillar System. Obviously, it was fours, then it moved to five pillars. That obviously that that pillar system is now um, irrelevant. Um, from a competitive point of view, it's not if, if you just want to do it for fun, you could still go free to play, not spend a penny, follow that system, and it'll do you good. But you just won't ever be competitive. You, you, you just wouldn't. You wouldn't be competitive following that uh, pillar system. Um, but uh, no, so Pom Pom, the wall fell. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from there. Still not my main account. My main account was the one that I had on my iPhone. Um, and I mean, it was only earlier on this year that I actually switched it from my iPhone and finally put it on Bluestacks. So, uh, you know, I used a Facebook login so that I could switch it over to uh, Android. But we want to thank all, I mean, a lot, a lot. And guys, when I'm saying of these 60 content creators, 
an extremely high percentage of them have all come together in a server where they're they're helping share some content for this whole project so we can promote the community because that is what we've always vowed to do is be the voice or the show of the content creator community and also the also you know just the non-content creator community but we're able to showcase more people to uh more creators to more people through this project thank you to the creators who have loved it thank you to to the viewers and um and people in our discord that have that have also gotten behind it you guys are amazing so Thank you. I mean, I've said it again. Thank yeah. you. That's yeah. all I could say. Makes the, uh, I mean, the, the, it, it, it makes the effort worthwhile. The, the, the amount of the, the hours, the hours that, uh, that, that me and Flair and Paul are putting into this show. Um, it, it's nice to see the, uh, it's nice to see the appreciation. I mean, um, one of the competitors, uh, who, who you will see getting showcased, um, weekly, uh, it, what his username is Moyo. And um, oh, yes. off his own back, he did a promo for the show, and it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. And the link for that is in the uh, uh, is in multiple servers. <laughs> I put it in my server. I put it in the um, the Escape Podcast server. So yeah, uh, go and check out that promo. He uh, he did a wonderful job. Um, I mean, we should have been thinking about doing that ourselves, but it's been just crunch and crunch and crunch and crunch to get various different bits and pieces ready. Uh, I mean, the crunch. That the show was the sh we started the show the the pilot we started the pilot thirty minutes late because I was crunching until five minutes before we went live. Literally, I was literally crunching data and and doing production five minutes before we went live because some personal stuff happened right uh, earlier on in the so day. But let's yeah. let's really quick touch on the themes. Um, you got the Lobot Lando. Um, achievement done on one of your one or two of your accounts no no, no I, I i haven't got it on any i haven't gone for it yet i haven't gone for okay. it I, I can get it on my main i can get it on my main and i can get it on my i can get it on my main and i can get it on nevmerk but i can't get it on the the horde and i can't get it on pom pom tastic okay so i've took in um it's on biscuit weasel stream i i screen shared over to him you guys can see at the beginning of his last episode of GA, GA Hospital where I took in Lobot and Lando and I got my Gear 5 Lobot to survive against a, I think it was a Ray team. <laughs> so it was, it was by a hair, but I still got it and I got the extra banners and I won that first uh first event so i'm glad gac is back i'm glad you guys get to do that let's talk let's go ahead and jump into the hot button issue if you will of the week a lot of people um and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call her out because honestly it was in a way a great dialogue that we had um uh, thank you, uh, Zaz. I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. I'll add that. Um, what exactly is 
CG's responsibility to us. What would if if you had to say what their responsibility to us was? What would it be, Neil? Um. Well, uh, we're, we're we're consumers. We're customers, and we are consumers of their product. And they are a company that produces a product. That their business. I would agree. But they are, they're a game developer studio. They are not the business technically. EA is the business. Yeah, I mean, there should be, I mean, there should be a line of demarcation there. Um, you know, there, there should be, a, it should be a, a symbiotic partnership um, in the, you know, CG are the game developers and they just handle the game side of things, which means, you know, uh, w- w- which means communication with the community. It means, you know, discussing, talking things over, uh, um, uh, uh, making sure that bugs are identified and rectified. Uh, you, the, all of the software, nerdy, geeky stuff that you'd expect from the game developer. And then the business side of things should be handled by EA. You know, oh, this is what we've got coming up. Uh, the, you know, the, the, these are the products that we're going to be offering you as, cons- uh, as consumers and customers. You know, we're going to offer you this coming up this coming up um and uh, yeah th- th- there should be something along those lines but we-, we we haven't really had anything like that for quite some time so what were what we see i mean ea gives capital games the leash they they say okay crumb you can go out and post this puzzle uh, top hat you can answer this q a question you know it is ea that is making the decisions on what cg gets to do and a lot of people do not get that a lot of people overlook the fact that it's it's not all capital games that is going forth with everything we saw starwars.com break some stories especially about the mandalorian that was that the mandalorian was coming to the game yeah that should have been either cg or ea not starwars.com but starwars.com is disney which is the parent of the license for what it goes disney lucasfilm ea cg right so lucasfilm they had the right to do that yeah so ea would have been like do you want us to do it or do you want to do it and lucasfilm could have been like well no we'll do it or disney will do it and it's just because there's too many tears way too many tears and it overcomplicates things when when the man, when they when they promoted the mandalorian coming to the game i think what they did was they tested the waters i don't think it was was anything about lucasfilm putting the smack down on cg or anything like that honestly i think they were testing the waters seeing hey can we pull more people over to this game if we release news of the Mandalorian coming to this game and 
it was free to play attainable to get Mandalorian when you started. You're, you're talking about you're, you're talking about business decisions. Uh, you're, uh, here's the thing: what, what you said earlier on regarding um, CG's uh, um, uh, ability to put into this game what they want, um, and I will harken back to a conversation because I, I had a, an hour-long conversation with Crum at uh, Disney Celebration. Um, and one of the things I asked him back at uh, Celebration was uh, who makes the decision on when you bring content in I would love to see some extended universe in there when are you going to give us some extended universe com- uh, some extended universe content and Crumb's, Crumb's response to that question was we would love to do that but there is a calendar and there is a cadence that Lucasfilm dictates to EA that EA then dictates to them there are periods in a year where they get to do whatever they want with the game and they can bring in whatever they want in the game and then there are periods of the year that are dictated to them by lucasfilm so if lucasfilm want to bring it you say rogue one perfect example would be rogue one cg had nothing to do with the rogue one stuff um uh, cg was simply instructed to create a bunch of rogue one characters a bunch of rogue one ships and then they were told you're going to release it before the movie you know, uh, and it started with the Scarif Rebel Pathfinder, which was a free character. I think it was one of the, the monthly, it was the monthly login one. Um, and at the end, you would have that character activated. But there are certain things that Lucasfilm dictate to EA, and then EA just act as the middleman to CG and say, this is what Lucasfilm wants, you're doing that. And then they would get maybe three, four months out of a year where they weren't having content dictated to them. They weren't having uh, eras dictated to them by um, Lucasfilm. Uh, where they could introduce into the game stuff that they wanted to introduce into the game. Um, and uh, it, it's not... A, a lot of the time, um, from, from, from what I gathered from the conversation with Crum and from Eric, a lot of the time, EA aren't dictating squat. They're simply the middleman between CG and Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm say they want X, Y, and Z in the game, and EA goes, sure, it's your choice. We'll put in what you want. They then go to CG and say lucasfilm wants x y and z in the game make it so but like i said there are periods of time where lucas uh, where uh, cg can they have carte blanche to introduce into the game what they want um it's just that 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 window a couple of years ago that window was much much larger they cg had the ability to put into the game a lot of the stuff that they wanted to put in these days that that window has just got narrower and narrower and narrower and narrower to the, to the point now where we really have no communication with CG. Um, uh, and part of that is because that, you know, they're just, uh, that, that I, I would put it, I would put it down to um, um, incompetent and or negligent leadership. 
But some of it's going to do, some of it has to do with um, them being dictated to. And because they do not know from one month to the next what Lucasfilm is going to dictate to EA and then get passed down to them, they just keep their mouths shut, which is wrong. They should be saying, hey, look, you know, we're not quite sure what's on the horizon. You know, Lucasfilm is going to press it. We don't know what Lucasfilm wants us to do next month. So it would be, you know, so we don't know what it is. Saying that would be better than saying nothing. So the poor communication is still CG's fault. The, the complete lack of conversation from them is still CG's fault. They can okay. tell us. Okay, so the the question that I did pose is what is CG's responsibility to us? CG's responsibility to us is to keep this game running. To, to to fix any bugs and to police the system the best way they can. EA has an upper hand in that. They're the tier two support. When I see people yelling at Capital Games, I tend to think that they're yelling at, you know, I, my, I have a second job where... Um, where I work in a service industry. My, and when I'm working in a service industry, we get our fair share of what people call Karens. We have to do our best as players of this game to not come off as Karens to CG because honestly we are doing our very best they're doing their very best and I see this some people don't I see it that CG is trying to give us content and trying to work on things at the direction of EA and I'm really looking forward to this road ahead. I think we get it next week. I don't think they wait till the very, very end of the month. I think we get it next week. And I think we're going to be happy because they've had this long to work on it. A lot of people say the future of this game depends on this road ahead. And I think, and, and I feel that they have heard it. So capital games, what is the responsibility to us? It's to make sure that this road ahead that they delayed, which we understood, you know, not mad, was disappointed, but not mad, is going to blow our socks off. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I'm pessimistic. I, am, I'm a, I, I have to admit to being pessimistic. I do. I have to admit, but you know, going off the record. But I will say, as a consumer of oh, the this game, this is on the record. This is part of the podcast. Yeah, as this a is entirely on the record. Neil. As, a, as a consumer, you know, as a as a consumer, not a customer. As a consumer, not a customer. I believe customers have every right to act like Karens if they want to, because they're customers. You know, I'm a consumer Nobody of the has product. The right. Nobody yes, has the right. Nobody has the right to yes. act like a yes, Karen. They do. Yes, no. they do. Nobody has the right to act like a Karen. They have the right to treat everybody else as a decent freaking human being. No. They have a right to be a Karen. Okay. 
you're in a restaurant, right? You're in a restaurant. I work in. A, I work in exactly. A you work in a restaurant. You work as a service industry. So let's 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 work through. Let's work through the analogy. Okay. So you go into the same restaurant and you get some stuff, and then all of a sudden, the food that you're ordering isn't that great. Okay, and you complain, and they're like, "Yeah." Excuse me, I want to complain. Zip, nothing, no communication. Excuse me, hello, my meal is crap. I'm paying for food in your restaurant. It's not very good at the moment. I'd like some attention, please. Still, nothing. That's you what can kick off. What? You, you, you don't just sit there and take it. You kick off. If that means behaving like a Karen in order to attempt to get the attention of the people serving you the food, you kick off. You can't just sit there politely while they ignore you because nothing's going to happen. You can sit there. You can politely say, I'm not particularly happy with this food. Um, it's, it's cold at the moment or it, the, the flavor is bland. You know, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's flat. Um, I, I was wondering, you know, could, could okay. you do something okay. to, okay. to make okay. it better? And the people okay, there Neil. are just like. Neil, if you tell me this in my restaurant, I'm the guest service coordinator. If you tell me this in my restaurant, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say, Neil, I'm very sorry that your wings tasted like crap. Give me a moment. I'm going to go talk to the cook and we're going to get you some fresh wings as soon as possible. Yes. It may take and, and hang on. It may take a little bit because right now we have a uh, 200 wing to go order that we're currently putting up and we're going to we're having to get those taken care of. But I promise you that I am going to rectify this situation. That is what they're saying to no, us. You are in the analogy. You are. CG and you're not communicating with me. You're ignoring me. How am I ignoring you? I'm no, telling you, you I'm going to get you some more wins. Yes, the analogy, yes, what, what I'm saying is the analogy is your CG. CG isn't communicating with the customer. CG is ignoring the customer. CG isn't communicating. You know, every month we, they throw us a bone with a Q&A. In the analogy, I'm the customer sat down at the table complaining, and you as the server are CG, and you're ignoring my complaints. Okay, so CG can't talk to every single person. No, no, they can't, but they can talk. But what, what tends to happen in restaurants is they will talk to the critics. The food critics go in, okay? In this analogy, the food critics are the content creators, the community leaders. So a food critic goes in and doesn't tell them, you know, that, and they test the food and they try the various different meals. And it's like, oh, excuse me for a moment. Um, uh, this, this wasn't amazing, but this was great. Um, can you do something about this thing that wasn't very good and then you as the server not realizing that they're the critic would deal with the, the needs and then that critic goes back to the community writes their review and lets everybody know in the analogy you the server rcg you cannot ignore the uh, customer if you ignore the customer the customer has every right to kick off until you listen to them I'm they respond. There are people that do respond on the forums. They're just not fully, you know, they're, they're not always 100% on there. They're talking to people. They may not be talking to us because if, if they talk to us, we'd be, you know, if they talk to any of the content creators, 
they're going to flaunt. Hey, look, I got to talk to the content creator or I got to talk to CG. I, and, and by the way, um, I, I do have to apologize. We um, always game time. We are going to get to you here in just a second. We're going to throw to the commercial here in just a moment. But Neil, CG can't talk to every single customer. We're not asking them to. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that they talk to every single customer. What I'm suggesting is that they talk to the critics, a handful of the critics. The critics being the content creators. That's all. You know, if they spoke to one content creator, they do every Galactic single month. No, a different content creator. If you speak to the same critic over and over and over again, and you don't go for diverse opinions of other critics, you're never going to get a 100% accurate, fair review. You need to go, you need to, you need to spread your wings and you need to go to multiple food critics. If you want to get the best, most rounded view of your restaurant that serves the food, you don't just go to one critic and uh, go that one. Oh, this critic gave us a glaring review. Let's ignore all the other critics and just keep going back to that critic. Let's cover this really quick because we do need to go to break. Would you want to talk to gordon if you were working in a restaurant would you want to talk to gordon ramsay right now would i what sorry gordon ramsay's had a bad day do you know you know who gordon ramsay is right would i take advice from from gordon ramsay i don't like him as a person but i respect what he does from a professional point of view so absolutely If I was a restaurateur and I could get advice from Gordon Ramsay, you're damn right I'm taking that advice. He can call me an idiot sandwich all okay. he likes. I want his review. Okay? Okay, I'm just Seriously. I'm trying to I'm trying to point out if 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 you have people that are that are spitting vitriol and and, and disdain, would you want to talk to that person? Yeah, absolutely. You want to speak to whoever is going to be your harshest critic, the person that is going to ask you the most uncomfortable questions so that everybody sees you've got the guts and the balls to take that harshest of criticisms. You don't go for the soft touch. You go for the hard touch. That garners a hell of a lot more respect than going to the critic that's going to throw softball questions. You go to the critic that is going to make your life tough. It's going to make... That's what you do. Okay. You, you want Okay, you're using the softball questions, and I'm just going to use your sports analogy. Then we do have to go to the break. You agree, okay. Neil? All right. So... Uh, yeah, sure. I, I would like to go to a person that's going to, that's not just going to throw me softball questions, but I'm not going to go to the person that wants to bean me with the damn ball. That's what I have to say about that. Okay. Coming up in just a moment, uh, story time with the llama. And then we sit down with the one, the only, and introduce you to our friend Ben from always game time right here on the escape pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hey there, Escape Podawans. Everyone's favorite llama here to remind you that the Escape Pod cast is on social media. Yeah. 
That's right. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. So give us a like, give us a follow, and stay up to date on all things in-game and in the escape pod. Our account links are down in the description or on our Discord server in the show links channel. See you on the net. Are you a member of Team Paul or Team Neil? Maybe you prefer story time with the llama or dabble in the buttery side of the force with Biscuit Weasel. Or maybe you like the escape pod talents from down under like Heinze and Scotty. No matter who you support, you can get one of my designs from the Escape Podcast merch store. Just go to escapepodcastaways.com, click on the merch link, and it will take you to the Tee Public site where you can support me, Mrs. Anthony, also known as Critty K. Also be sure to check out the Miss is Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcasts Discord server weekly to vote for my latest shirts in the Design Derby on Woot. Links for both of these are down below. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Heinze from the ANZGC is officially a member of the Escape Pod Castaways. Make sure you go and search for Heinze on YouTube today because he live streams a lot of his GAC content and not only does he do that, he also does some pretty fun videos from time to time including a behind the screen and also streaming Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, and from time to time, this idiot might drop by. Head on over and check out Heinze Today on YouTube, a part of the Escape Pod Castaways Network. Hello and welcome back, Escape Padawans, to Storytime with the Llama and the Escape Pod Cast for Kids. Now, this week, instead of our normal faction facts, we're going to be doing something a little different. Just taking a break for something that Paul has coined functional facts. In case you've been hiding under a rock for the past week, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker has entered the Hollow Table, and his event, The Journey Continues, is live in-game through 625. Now, while the event was live, I wanted to take the opportunity to go through some of the requirements, all of the requirements, actually, for his event. Now, most players who aren't more end-game players and have really developed thorough rosters, or players who aren't really whales, most likely won't get Jedi Knight Luke the first time around, but all of his characters are pretty easy to get, so it really should be no problem for you to get it the second or the third time around. Now, he needs nine characters, and CG recommended that they're all a minimum of Relic 3. First up is Commander Luke Skywalker. He's available in his Luke Skywalker Heroes Journey event, the original one, with five seven-star rebels. Rebel Officer Leia Organa is available as a special mission reward in Phase 4 of Hoth Rebel Assault. Captain Han Solo is available on Cantina Node 7D. Wampa is available in the Guild Event Store with GET1 currency. Chewbacca is available in the legendary event One Famous Wookiee with five seven-star bounty hunters. Darth Vader shards are actually given to you as you complete achievements in-game. 
C-3PO is available in the contact protocol event with five seven-star Ewoks. If you want to know which Ewoks, you can go ahead and go back and listen to the Faction Facts episode where we cover Ewoks, and I go into the five Ewoks that are highly recommended to complete this event and make it easier. Lando Calrissian is available on Cantina Node 1E, and Hermit Yoda is available in the Guild Event Store, also with GET1 currency. Now, in addition to those nine characters, you will also need three ships. So, any capital ship, I recommend Home 1 just because the other two required ships are Rebel ships, and they work really well with Home 1. The second ship you'll need is Han's Millennium Falcon, which you can get through the legendary event Flight of the Falcon, with four seven-star bounty hunters and one capital ship. Now, there are two crew members for the Falcon. Chewbacca, which is already listed as one of the characters needed for the event, and Han Solo. You can get Han Solo shards through the Heroic Rancor raid. The second ship that's required is Wedge Antilles X-Wing. You can get X-Wing shards in the Galactic War Store, and there's one crew member, it's Wedge. You can get him on Cantina Node 6F. Now, I know there's a lot of controversy with this event, and a lot of people are upset, because similar to the Galactic Legends, there are a couple characters in here that a lot of people see as not needed and you have to get them to such a high relic level to be able to complete the event. While I understand that sentiment completely, especially for the free-to-play or the smaller Dolphin players who might have newer accounts and don't really have the depth of roster and really have other things to focus on, I do highly recommend that you work on these characters at least passively because I really do think that Jedi Knight Luke is going to be a great addition to a Jedi team and I'm really, really excited that he's in the Hollow Tables. He's one of my favorite characters from the franchise and I was very excited to see him. Next week, we are back regularly scheduled with Faction Facts. If there's a faction that you want me to cover, drop a comment down below. Send me a message on Discord. Please do it. I really want to hear what factions you want me to cover next. That's all for me. Tune in next week for more story time with the Llama and the Escape Pod cast for kids. Receiving incoming transmission. gentlemen and welcome back this is the incoming transmission and we're stepping outside our comfort zone today because today we've got somebody on that's not specifically star wars galaxy of heroes related so i'm going to hand over to the master of ceremonies who's going to introduce you to our lovely guest this week paul take it away i, I certainly will but first off what, what did you say oh no for neil well oh, no i've got i've got um i've got george michael's 
faith stuck in my head. So, and, and just before I brought the mic in, I was going to start going, well, I guess it would be nice if I could <laughs> I know not everybody has got to buy like you. Like you. Mm. All right, guys, this guy <laughs> hails, this guy hails out of Charlotte, North Carolina. He is, uh, he, he's, he's like me. He's, he's a married, uh, married gamer. Um, he's been streaming for uh, just over five years. Uh, he doesn't necessarily do Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, uh, but we ran into him when we were streaming Minecraft Dungeons, Flair and I, on uh, just this past Saturday night. And we watched him, and his enthusiasm really, really hooked us right away. And we said, why not, you know, bring on a fellow variety streamer? Because we are doing variety on Twitch, as we do. Why not bring on a variety streamer to talk about what what gets them going for a uh, for variety streaming itself? Ladies and gentlemen, straight out of Charlotte, our new friend from Always Game Time. It is Ben. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Super excited to be here. Um, it is completely accurate. I know almost nothing other than what I've learned tonight about Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Uh, but there's something oddly infectious about the community rallied behind the game. And, um, you know, hats off to you guys for your production quality and uh, the way that you're able to manage your debates. Like I said, it's super enjoyable to be a part of. So. Well, Neil and I don't always agree on a lot of things. And, uh, you know, so it, it does tend to, uh, to create a good, uh, a, a, a entertaining sort of banter for those who listen in. Um, in the after show, we, we actually get to swear at each other as well. So, <laughs> yeah, you see, what, what tends to happen is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring up a point, we'll bring up a topic, we'll discuss it for a while, um, and then we'll decide I'm right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, so Ben, you know, I, I, I kind of introduced them, uh, introduced our audience to you. Can you, uh, did I miss anything that, uh, that you think is important? Um, sure. I mean, I really appreciate your introduction. Uh, you are very good at it. Um, I'll run through just a short synopsis of who I am guys. Uh, the biggest thing, uh, that you guys should know about me is I'm a diehard gamer through and through. I've played video games my entire life. And the reason that I mostly am a variety streamer is because I can't just, I don't have the dedication a lot of you guys have to one game. You know, I like so many genres. I like all the new titles that come out. Um, and I like to spend a good amount of time learning and mastering those video games. And, um, when I first discovered Twitch, it was obvious, like I get to do that and spend time with people from all over the world and, um, develop relationships. And for me playing video games, I don't know about you guys, but as a kid with someone else next to me who also has a controller always elevated my experience. So, um, a big thing for me streaming is, is community. I'll always emphasize my chat and the members that are there watching with me. Um, but I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah. That, um, now I, I'm noticing for, forgive the, uh, forgive the Midwesterner in me because I, I, you know, was born and raised in, in Ohio, um, to a bowling family. And I see a bowling pin right behind you. 
Yep. What's uh, your average and what weight do you throw? Oh, gosh. Uh, usually like an 11 pound ball. I'm not really a heavy ball kind of player. And um, I, 180 is like a solid round for me. Respectable. Um, Respectable yeah, it's, we, I actually only usually go bowling once a year and it's on my birthday. That's like my go-to uh, activity. So, uh, geek girl just said, go Buckeyes. No, go blue. Um, <laughs> go sports and, ball, sports ball. Um, and, and you also, you know, that your, your frame kind of like mine, how I have, you know, I have Pac-Man back there. I've got my baseball stuff behind me. I've got star Wars. I've got the Yavin four uh, tower that uh, three uh, evil genius printing did for me for Christmas. You know, I've got all the kind of stuff in my background. Also my terrible, terrible wire management. Don't, don't pay attention to that guys. Um, I, I'm waiting for longer cables to come in before I fix that. Nonetheless, um, you have a, you have a, a very fun background that you, you also have a second shot as well during some of your streams that, that displays some more stuff, but I'm noticing the Funko pops, but what brings me a little bit more is you actually have a base back there. I do. There's a funny story about that. It's not even my bass. It's one of my best friends growing up uh, bass that I borrowed for a music video that never got made. And I've hung on to it ever since. There's actually, it's kind of hard to see, but there's like a, I'm going the wrong way for this. There's a guitar as well. Um, I play a lot of instruments and you know, where else in the office better to be featured than in the, in the backdrop, I suppose, which is actually in rough shape. My, my wife, she's an absolutely incredible and supports a lot of the dumb decisions I make for streaming. Uh, but we recently reorganized our entire office. So this is still taking a little bit of its shape, but, uh, thank you for noticing. <laughs> it's always fun to, to talk about the little tchotchkes in the background. Cause I mean, there's still some for me that, um, there, there's hidden little tchotchkes all around this room, especially, uh, I know the podcast audience isn't going to be able to see this, but, but my Funko pop collection, my fallout duck, my Minecraft stuff, you know, I've, I've got, I've got a bunch of, a uh, bunch of fun little things that I also enjoy collecting. See, I've, I've only got two things, two things in their entirety behind me that are not star Wars related. Only two. See if you can spot them. One's an obvious one. Well, I see the like the is that anarchy symbol? Yes, I don't you know. See the A for anarchy. Yep, that's correct. That's one. Let's see if you can spot the other one that's not Star Wars related. Well, I see a map, but I don't know if that counts. No, is no, that... that doesn't count. That's just up against the wall because I can't. I, I used to have it up high, and I used to have a Death Star floating in front of Europe that would always be poised and ready to shoot at Europe. But no, no, it is him. Oh, I almost said that, but I was too afraid with my limited knowledge. Nah, my my, my 18 Murdoch. <laughs> Every now and then I'll bring him out and he can have some fun with me and I'll sit him on my mic. So I'm not all about the Star Wars. It's just that I like my background to be all about the Star Wars. Sure. It makes sense. So we found you um, on Saturday night, as I mentioned in the intro, we found you playing Minecraft Dungeons. Um, Fl Flair and I play our uh our playing our run through of minecraft dungeons as well uh what drew you to to dungeons itself 
Absolutely. Great question. Um, so first and foremost, to be just completely transparent, I got the game for free through Xbox Game Pass. Same. Um, Same here. Yep. And I think there's no shame in that. Um, I have a long history with Minecraft, not only just enjoying the game, but I had a really cool opportunity um, for a job where I taught uh, STEM curriculum, coding, and things like that to kids. And we a lot of our curriculum was based in Minecraft. So I already yep. loved the game. And then I Minecraft had Minecraft Education awesome Edition. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I think, you know, that two year time period that I spent working there, I learned more about the game than the average person probably. And uh, I just can't seem to escape it. You know, they come out with new ways to, to get me back involved every couple of years or so. And this one um, does not disappoint. I actually really like Dungeons. Yeah, I, I like it. As soon as I saw that it was a dungeon crawler because I love Diablo. And then I saw it was Minecraft and Neil, Neil also loves Minecraft. Um, the scene, the two of them married together. I had to go for it. I it's Minecraft really Diablo. <laughs> Minecraft Diablo. Diablo. Minecraft Diablo. <laughs> this is a bad time to admit that I've never played Diablo. This is like the first of the genre for me. <laughs> ah, sorry, I'll forgive you for that. We, we, we will absolutely forgive you. Just, uh, you know, as long as long as as long as you've played either StarCraft, Age of Empires, or Command and Conquer, you 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 can be forgiven for not playing Diablo. Little tidbit: that same job, we actually were required to play StarCraft together uh, once every oh, couple of weeks. God, I would so. love to play StarCraft for a game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a job. Sorry, for a job. I'd love to play StarCraft for a job. Yeah, that would be so awesome. Yeah, and they just re-released uh, Minecraft uh, Command and Cocker. I know uh, in in the in the uh, Skate Podcastways uh, network, uh, Heinze has been playing some Command and Conquer. I, I have to, and, and Neil, you and I have to get that, and we got to have like what Minecraft um, Command and Conquer. No, no, not Conquer. Minecraft Command and Conquer. They released Command and re-released Command and Conquer for the PC. There's a remastered edition. I've, I've got I've got Command and Conquer. Well, <laughs> I love Generals as much as you do, including Zero Hour. It's great, but I, what I'm saying is that we have to challenge Heinze. Not and and Heinze has to find his second person, but it can't be a professional CNC player. It has to be a fellow. Uh, so we're talking, Star Wars are we talking about the original, the the, the first yes. Command and Conquer. Oh, you see, okay, yes. if it's that, I'll kick ass on that because it was one of the first games I got when I purchased my Sega Saturn way back in 1996. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, actually, how good are you, Ben? How good are you at CNC? So that's not on my list. I, I hate to admit it. It's the, Star, uh, the StarCraft was the only one I could relate to. Sorry, guys. I was I was gonna say maybe you could be the one with Heinze against Neil and I. Yeah, I mean I'll do it. I just can't guarantee that I'll be very good. So 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 so, if, so you you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say show me the money. <laughs> Nope, I'm still drawing a blank. Cheat codes. I, I am the cheat. The StarCraft cheat codes. Oh nope, never. Wait a minute. Nope. Wait a minute. You never, I, never used the StarCraft cheat codes. I don't think my bosses were probably the people that would use them and not disclose that information. All so. right. Okay. No. Heinze is actually saying that Grid also plays. Oh, okay. Though so it could be Gridzy versus the podcast. Yeah, Gridzy versus Null. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. 
that, that's that. something to think about. Sorry, we're 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 but we're we're here to talk to no, we're here to talk to Ben. <laughs> so, um, Ben, what? When did you realize that you were a gamer? Wow, that's a fantastic question. Um, so for me, it started, I, I think I, I saw it in my parents first. It's actually a really funny story. When I was just old enough to walk, my parents were playing uh, Mario on like the SNES. And back then it was a big deal if your console lost power and the save system was a nightmare and things like that. Um, so I got a very stern talking to at the age of like two or three when I tripped over the power cable on the SNES and uh, my parents had to start over. And um, mm-hmm. Oh, so no. I, was ex- I was exposed to gaming pretty early and I think it was around middle school when I got my original Xbox, but I had always played on like Dreamcast and I had a Game Boy Color. That was my sister's, but I actually was the one using it. So, um, you know, very early on, I was drawn to video games and uh, fell in love with it. I would say super, super young age. <laughs> uh Okay, so we, let's go from from you became a gamer from tripping over an SNES uh, power <laughs> cable. How did you how did you find Twitch? Yeah, so in I would I probably say it's around my high school years, which at this point were goodness like ten years ago maybe. Um, but I had found about Twitch through a friend who mentioned it and through the esports scene. And then, um, <laughs> Sorry, I I you saw what JJ yeah, Matter said. That they locked him in a game room and forced him to finish the whole yeah. game. I'd say but. if I if I was growing up now, my parents would just be using me for Fortnite money. But that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> um, so yeah, I found out through my friend about like League of Legends and esports, which I'm not huge on that game, but it drew me to the platform of Twitch. Um, and instantly, I fell in love with the concept that people all across the world, regardless of their backgrounds, age, um, culture, can unify under one cause or one game that they share a passion for. Um, and I kind of ran with it. I didn't know at that time that I could be participating as a streamer because I didn't really have a computer or a laptop. It was mostly just console gaming for me at that time. But the Xbox featured a really cool um, ability to stream to Twitch directly from your console. And I actually have to give a shout out. Um, it's Huevos one in the chat. One of my best friends, Kevin, was like, hey, you know, you can stream from your Xbox. And I think like one hour later, we'd stopped everything and set it up and we did a Minecraft stream together, ironically enough. Um, yeah. And it's, it's where that's, that was my first official live stream. And, um, I remember early on, you know, the first couple months would stream to like no viewers, but still had such a fun time learning the craft and, and, and kind of tailoring what my content would look like. Uh, there were some nights where I'd end stream and I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't be able to stop talking because I was getting in the practice of speaking to a live audience. And I was like, this is so weird. Why am I, but, um, it's a lot of, as, as, uh, Mr. Jigabachi, one of our, uh, one of our members of the uh, GAC chain gang said he's getting used to talking to himself a lot more. Yeah. Um, Zaz says, what game would you consider a classic retro game? Oh goodness. And, and go with your first instinct. Don't go, Oh, I should have said this. No, what, what game came to mind first? Okay, so the first thing that came up in my head was like Banjo and Kazooie, like that kind of era for me. Um, but then obviously you've got like Tetris, right? And like older style. My actually, my wife loves Clacks. If anyone in the chat knows Clacks, then you are 
automatically her favorite. Um, and I, actually root beer tapper was like this crazy game I had on the dreamcast with like 50 old school games that were just pixels. And that game was awesome. But yeah, there's a, uh, um, <clears throat> there's a game called, uh, um, I think it's escape from Moscow C64. <laughs> Aztec Challenge, Commodore sixty four. A raid, raid over, raid over Moscow. That was my, that's my retro game love. Um, and the fun part about, and I have to mention it, the fun part about Raid over Moscow was the fact that if you let the game sit there for a little bit, it would go into demo mode and it would show all different levels of the game, but. On the on the C sixty four, if you picked up the joystick, you could start playing from that level. Wow! <laughs> a little, little, it was a little fun uh, Easter egg that you could play different ones. Uh, Choplifter Spartan Easy says Choplifter oh, Apple Two for the ZX Spectrum. Oh, that was awesome! That game <laughs> took forever to load. I mean, like thirty minutes. And if you didn't have the cassette like in the perfect place, it just wouldn't load. It was a nightmare, but it was so good when it worked. <laughs> totally <That's> agree. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, Flair says uh, you were too young for those games, but uh, I mean, we can't. We all don't come into the world at the same time. We have to. We have to respect the fact that there's a different timeline for everybody. Unless you're, unless, you know, C-section identical twins, who knows? <laughs> um, so as I mentioned in the open, uh, you are a, uh, you're a married gamer, just like, uh, just like me. Um, is your wife a gamer as well? You, you said clacks. Now, if I, <laughs> if I went and I said, my wife loves the Sims, that's not technically a gamer, but my wife is also a gamer. She plays all sorts of different games. But is she only playing Clax? What is she playing? So I, I get a little uh, flack for this usually. In, in my opinion, I, I'm a lot more liberal with the term gamer. And if, if you want to be included in that community, to me, it's a little bit more than just gaming itself. My wife, I will say, is probably better than me at Fortnite at this point. That is one of the wins that she got oddly enough connected to you um so she she's played fortnite before so i think she's automatically lumped in um but she's not too huge on games she's really big on animal crossing right now for the switch and i tell you what i have never seen anyone play temple run on her phone which i know isn't like a game game but i've never seen anyone play temple run the way that she does so uh, i you know i think just by proximity if she didn't play those other games she's so close to me it's yeah yeah she's a gamer i'll call her <laughs> that's that's awesome so very awesome um i, I mean i want i want to make sure that uh um i want to make sure that people understand guys uh i strongly would recommend checking out uh checking out ben on his channel because he's the the i hope that you could see the positivity that uh that he exudes and i'll tell you it does not it it is the same that you see here as you see there and as we want to be a positive beacon in our community he is a positive beacon in a variety community so 
I really strongly would advise you guys go check him out on that. But I'm not the best at telling people where to check people out at. Ben, why don't you tell people how to find you? Sure, absolutely. So um, whether you're on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, the username will always be always game time. Um, so twitch.tv forward slash always game time. There you can find other links to our Discord community, uh, which it would mean a lot to me just because this go around, um, we've remade our Discord and try to make it more community-based and user-friendly than it has been in the past. Um, and we've got really big plans for the future. Um, kind of our, our move recently is going to a fixed schedule um and i think that that's a little bittersweet just because the streams aren't always you know i'll be streaming less often but i'll be able to put more energy into those streams and you guys can kind of know when to expect a stream um and then just twitter as well i would say what is that fixed schedule so it's tuesday nights thursday nights and saturday nights all at 10 p.m eastern standard time all right. Yeah. Uh, what what uh, are you are you going to go? Uh, um, I heard you're going to go live tonight. I am. Yeah, I figured it would only be right after being featured in y'all's community to uh, to do a stream. So we'll be we'll be gaming tonight for sure. Yep. What are you What are you going to be playing tonight? Oh, it's got to be dungeons. It's it's too. We've got too much grind to do to the, to ignore it. But um, some <laughs> other games I've been playing lately, if anyone is interested, is Valorant, uh, Rocket League, Call of Duty. So again, still a little all over the place. But we're going to hit up dungeons and ride that way for a little while longer. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Flair and I are going to do going to be doing dungeons on Saturday night, um, and uh, we're going to be going after the runes. So oh, nice. I've got so two. So we're we're, we're going to be doing that. But uh, guys, if you want to check out Always Game Time, you don't have to go far. What we're going to do as soon as we're done here, as soon as it says stream finished, we are going to raid into you tonight instead of going over to I Blackish like we normally do for marbles. We're going to show everybody what it's like for uh, for your stream. So stand Thank by you. for a raid coming up after we finish the fourth segment that's coming up. Um, I hope everybody gets on the bus there um, as well. Uh, any, anything before we let you go? Cause, cause we are running out of time. We try to sure. stick to two hours and we still have a commercial break and uh, another segment to go before we let you go. Is there anything uh, for our community that you would like to uh, like to say? Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, just thank you guys for you know making a space for featuring other content creators. I think that's so important in our day and age um, when exposure is usually the biggest battle that a lot of us face. So thank you guys for opening your platform up to me tonight. Um, I know that I'm a little bit off brand, uh, but in terms of community, like I said, you guys really have something special here. So um, you know, thank you again. I think the biggest thing is just expressing my gratitude, and um, you guys have a lot that I. I'd also like to implement in with our with our own community and thank you to everyone from always game time that showed up tonight too that means a lot hey if there's i mean if there's anything that uh any questions you have about uh what i do and if i i know if i have questions i can come to you i just want to let you know it's there as well neil and i are always here to support you awesome thank you guys so much no problem neil any other questions for you no no well uh, uh, it, was, it was lovely to have you on mate lovely to have you on thank you guys all right, guys, stick around. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna shove uh, Ben in an escape pod here in just a moment. But stick around. We have Patreon's choice coming up right after this on the Escape Pod Cast. The Escape Pod Cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Does your guild want to tap into their full potential in Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes? Yeah. 
For as low as $1 a month per guild member, your guild can unleash the power of the game in ways you never thought possible. Ooh. Track your arena movements, guild progression, and much, much more. Contact Shitty Bill and get one of his shitty bots on your server today. Just look for him on our Discord server and tag or message him for more information. The link for our server is below in the description. Shitty bots, don't let the name fool you. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Go Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up. And now time for something completely shameless. Noob. Cheaters. Noob. Scammers. Noobie. Sandbaggers. There you are. Wait, what's wrong, noob? Greetings. Hello, 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 Lennox. It's my guild. There's sandbagging going on in Territory Wars. Again. Oh, boy, here we go. I just, 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 just don't understand why guilds do. This what? This sandbagging. Wait, hang on. Where's that beep coming from? Is Flare in here? Flare? I f love Flare. He's awesome. I'm a huge f fan. <laughs> Flare is pretty cool. Uh, the, wait, wait, we, we got to get on with this. Okay, right. <clears throat> so, you don't understand why guilds do what now? Sandbagging. In territory wars. They force some of their members to sit out of the territory war just so they can lower their guild's galactic power, thus ensuring they face a weaker opponent, allowing them an easier win. Hello, Lennox. And that's not fair. Oh, newbie. It's most likely not sandbagging, bud. It's not. Please. <laughs> Explain. All right. Here's a short PSA that can help you understand. This PSA is brought to you by Hellenics. Hashtag show us some promotion. And the Hellenics Swuggo YouTube channel. YouTube's 1,138th most popular US-based Swuggo YouTube channel, as voted by Joe, the homeless guy, on the corner of 48th and 12th. Sandbagging in territory wars. What is it? Why is it happening? And who stands to benefit? In this Swuggo PSA, we will explore TW sandbagging and the many myths that surround it. In Territory Wars, Swuggo guilds are matched up based on their active GP. In other words, the total galactic power of all guild members who joined said TW. Sometimes stronger guilds whose members have a higher average GP but have fewer than 50 members joining the TW are matched up with weaker guilds whose members have a lower GP but have all their members joining. This can sometimes create a situation where a guild with stronger individual rosters faces a guild with weaker individual rosters. Many players in the Swuggle Gaming community call this sandbagging. They also tend to claim this is done intentionally and that it's meant to provide the offending guild with an unfair competitive advantage. 
In effect, these claims state that the guilds who have fewer than 50 members joining a TW are doing so intentionally, and thus bullying weaker guilds for an easy win. Likely, this is not the case. Most of the time, guilds being accused of sandbagging have perfectly legitimate reasons explaining why they have fewer than 50 members joining a TW. Perhaps their ranks aren't full. You can't have 50 people join a TW if your guild only has 44 members. Or maybe some members are unable to join. People do sometimes have other obligations, including work, school, and family commitments that can make them unavailable. Or what if the guild has made TWs optional? If members don't have to join the TW, some may choose not to join. Lastly, many guilds use raid ticket mules to help them generate their daily 600s. Obviously, these guilds wouldn't ask those small, undeveloped accounts to join a TW now, would they? These are some of the possibilities that could easily explain why a guild may have joined a TW with fewer than 50 members. So before you accuse a guild of intentionally sandbagging their TWs, consider this. Can there be any other reason besides sandbagging that could explain why fewer than 50 members join the TW? I'm certain that if you think about it for more than a few seconds, you will determine that yes indeed, there just may be. This has been Hellenics. Hashtag shameless For the Hellenics Swuggo YouTube channel. So, uh, so this is guaranteed to gain me subscribers. So, do you see now, newbie? Your TW opponent probably isn't sandbagging your guild. It's probably just luck of the draw. That doesn't explain anything. Hellenics? Look, I know you're upset, newbie, but you can't just run off and accuse all your TW opponents of sandbagging every time that but they... I'm not accusing our opponent of anything. Hellenics? Dude, bruh, this whole skit is about TW sandbagging. I'm accusing my own guild of sandbagging. They just told me to sit out of the territory war because I don't have Galactic Legend Ray. And the officers didn't want to lose another territory war. So in order to ensure a favorable matchup, I was told to sit this one out. Oh, oh okay. No, yeah, no. Okay, uh, uh. Yep, that's sandbagging. I told you so. Meet back. And welcome back to the show, everybody. It's the fourth and final segment, which means it's Patreon's choice. So you get to ask us a bunch of really uncomfortable questions, all not so uncomfortable questions, and um, you have to put up with our answers. So, uh, Paul, what questions we got this week? Well, I'm going to start out with the four segment questions that uh, Wardy of the ANZGC posted. He wanted to know what the average airspeed velocity of a laden swallow would be. Uh, African or European. All right. And he also wants to know if Brian is really a naughty little boy. I think the, I think the question's the wrong way around. It's, is Brian the Messiah? And I would then respond with, no, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. 
There you go. All right, let's get to the real questions. Thank you, Wardy, for putting a smile on our face as we were laughing during the break, uh, reading the uh, questions here. Um, Wardy is one of the most supportive people. So hats off to you, sir. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, Biscuit Weasel is the first one that stopped in um, and gave us a Patreon's choice question. He wanted me to talk about the bet that Gridden and I have. Have you heard of this, Neil? No, I haven't. Um, this is the first, well, I've, I've, it's been alluded. I've been, it's been alluded to me, but I don't know the details. Okay. So um, what we have is uh, Gridden and I both qualified to unlock Supreme Leader Kylo Ren at the same time. When I found that out, and after I had burnt 30 tickets, two uh, 215s, screwing around, I wanted to kind of give myself a little oomph, a little reason to go after it and, and, and get it right. So I said, fine, Gridden, I challenge you to unlock Slacker before me. And when Slacker, uh, and, and right now he's at 170 shards, and I'm sitting at 155 shards. Okay. So, um, we are, uh, we, we are neck and neck, the two of us. Somebody's going to unlock him by Sunday. That's what I'm thinking. The bet is, if I beat him, he has to do an intro for next week's show, saying how I'm better at First Order than he uh, he is. Otherwise, I have to do an intro for his show, saying how, um, you know, Gridzy is much better than the Escape Podcast. Okay. So... We, we get to uh, we get to do that. Um, let's see. Next up is uh, what are your favorite hobbies outside of gaming? For me, I would say I I wish I did it more, but don't do it as much. I like to go fishing. You know, I, I love to. My favorite experience was down in. Uh, uh, down in Key West, where I caught a uh, houndfish, about yay big. Well, uh, probably about you know a foot and a half long, teeth for miles. It was great. It was absolutely great. Um, what about you? What, what's your hobbies outside of gaming, Neil? What, where, where, what are you doing for the podcast audience? I like okay. to make things out of pom-poms, don't I? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. In fact, uh, I have that Thrawn that, uh, that you made for me sitting up there. Um, and yes, that is why, and that is the reason. And that's made out of pom-poms. <laughs> that was the first thing I made out of pom-poms, was my A for anarchy. <laughs> that's the reason that you're called pom-pom-tastic. Mm-hmm. All right. I also have a huge American flag that I made, but was never able to sell. <laughs> <laughs> um, Four Strong asks, when, uh, when do you think Carrie will be released from her non-disclosure agreement so she can come on the show and really talk about her impression of everything that has happened since she's left? 
I don't think ah, it's going to be a it's, it's going to be a five year and by the t- what most most non most non disclosures tend to be so long that once the non disclosure is over anything said would be irrelevant because the game's usually kind of you know gone and the developers have moved on to something else so it's probably a five year non disclosure and the same and at the same time I don't think I'd really want to ask her. Most non-disclosures are pretty sweet as well. It's like a golden handshake, basically. I, I honestly just think that, that I don't think I'd really want to just open that can of worms. That's me. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bodhi asks, with Hero's Journey, uh, Jelu now in the game, what is next? Another journey or an epic confrontation? I mean, I still think I still think we'll see um, I still think we'll see more Galactic Legends because they made so much money from the previous Galactic Legends, um, and it'll be a um, uh, it'll more than likely. I still think now that we've had um, Jedi Knight Luke come out, uh, I am one hundred percent firmly of the position that it will be a uh, General Mace Windu Galactic Legend with a separatist general probably um general trace the uh, the spider guy as the uh the, the the galactic legend on the other side you're going clone wars yeah yeah i think it'll be clone wars they know cg ain't stupid you know, they may be ignorant at times regarding communication, but they're not stupid. Okay, um, and from a from from a business point of view, they will have passed the information on to EA, and EA will one hundred percent be aware that they will make a killing, an absolute killing from a galactic legend um, Mace Windu. It, 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 it's 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 a gold mine waiting to be you know waiting to be mined. It really is. So I, that's the way I think that they'll do it. I think that they'll do that. They, they'll never rework him. They will simply bring out a new Mace Windu that is ridiculously right. so badass that people will fork over money hand and fist to relic the characters necessary to get him. All right. I still think that we're going to get a Quill and an IG-11, and I think that that will get us Moff Gideon. That's my. That's oh my, yeah, I mean we'll we'll still get we'll still get I a quill. Think the we'll, next we'll, thing yeah. we'll still get leg- them. Yeah, I we'll still get that. Yeah, the next mar- I mean they'll be two, yeah, but they're going to be two marquee characters. Yeah, but the next thing will be the next big thing will be a legendary Moff Gideon, and we will see that during uh, after October. That's my bet. Um, so, Sephiranus, uh can you tell us three dad jokes? The answer: No, no. Um, do I know David S. Pumpkins? Any questions? No. Uh, do you prefer waffles, pancakes, or French toast? Pancakes. French toast. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if there was any others that were on here. What month will we get the road ahead? This month. Shut up. Um, and do you like spiders, Neil? I don't dislike spiders. I'm <laughs> ambivalent. Right. Um, I, I've got two more. I'm saving one. Uh, actually, technically three more, but two of them move into each other um, here. Uh, so what I'm going to ask, what movie, uh, and, and, and I do have to ask, JJ, are you speaking Star Wars 
or are you speaking any movie whatsoever? What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? I, I'm going to wait for JJ, uh, JJ Manners' question to have him elaborate on which Ooh, one he's mo- saying. A movie into a musical. Ooh. A movie into a musical. Uh, is he talking Star Wars only or any movie whatsoever? Mm, okay. Um, so you think about that. Well, I okay. read this question from Hellenics. Hellenics says... I hear that there's an awesome award show coming tomorrow night. Is that correct? Something, 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 Dickie Darkside. <laughs> Rancor Fodder says, how much are you looking forward to the Swaggies tomorrow? I don't know who this Rancor Fodder guy is, honestly, um, but uh, he, he, he must be talking to Dickie Darkside because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Swaggies will post tomorrow night. And it is uh, going to be an amazing, amazing time. Um, I've, I presented an award. You presented an award. I believe Helly and the Noob are presenting awards. Uh, there is a huge list of, of uh, Star Wars Galaxy Heroes celebrities. In fact, I think Dickie Darkside sent me a list of all the people that will be presenting. Let me find that list here. Um, what did J.J. Manners say? J.J. Manners said any movie. So I've got. So um, I, I'll say what. I'll give you my reason why. I'll give. I'll tell you the movie, and then I'll say why. So the right. movie that I would most like to see as a musical is Basketball, <laughs> because Matt Stone and Trey Parker did such a good job with Team America and South Park Bigger, Louder, Longer, Uncut. Oh my God, if they did Basketball as a musical, I would laugh even harder because that movie was hilarious. It was the the exact same type of humor as the two musicals that they did. So Basketball would be an awesome, awesome musical. I have the special edition DVD sitting right down here. Just so you know, Neil, it is one of my favorite movies of all time as well. Basketball is just, um, just the most awesome movie ever. Comedy. For comedy me, from that genre. For me, I would like to see, and, and then let's go back and, and, and decide which one we, which Star Wars movie it would be. Um, but for me, I would love to see Die Hard <laughs> as a Christmas musical. Just, <laughs> that's because it's a christmas movie but just it is a christmas movie just think about the songs that they could do with ho 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 <laughs> and yippee kaye mr falcon just just think of all the all the mu- the songs they could do with that welcome to the party pal that would be yeah. a great one as well <laughs> anyway um uh, have you seen have you seen the new have you seen the new trailer for die hard no. Yeah, yeah. There's a new trailer for Die Hard. Well, I, I will Pop, have popcorn. To. Go, go. It's on Popcorn Planet. Okay, I'll I'll check that out. It's but hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> Dicky Darkside. I'm not going to name all of them because some of them are 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 secret. Uh, but we definitely have. Uh, I'm going to just tell you the people from the Escape Podcastaways um, and our and our good friends. Thaddeus from Going Nerdy is going to be presenting an award. Our good friends from Operation Metaverse is going to be doing an award. Zareth from the, uh, what, what, what are they calling themselves now? The Grand Arena Championship Network or something? The, 
They, Sorry, what? The, Zareth and Solo Base, they're cre- they created some sort of little uh, uh, thing with... Um, uh, I think it was end all be all and scorch. I think they're, they're creating their own little network as well. Zaratha is presenting an award. You and I are presenting an award. Heinze is presenting an award. I mean, we've got some awesome people that are, that are presenting awards for the first annual swaggies. It's going to be great. Um, Gambit Alliance of creators. Thank you. Solo base. They're, they're creating their own, grand arena chain gang kind of thing oh no nice inspired one. by us they gave us thanks so uh we we give you the uh thumbs up for the Inspi- gambit inspired of by the chain gang inspired by the chain gang yeah cool that's very cool are they gonna yeah. be uh, are they gonna uh, solo um are you doing it are you gonna do it on twitch or are you gonna do it on youtube because you guys primarily do your stuff on youtube didn't you So yeah, uh, okay. Hellenics is uh, Hellenics already gave the. Uh, I can say the secret one. Okay, Warrior is presenting an award. He, I was, I was listening to what I was watching Warrior's live stream last night. Um, he was doing his, uh, he was doing his, uh, he was doing a late night stream because he was doing more ad- adult questions. And he mentioned during his live stream that at the end he has to, rec- he had to record something for somebody and. I, 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 you know, me and the people in the chat was like, what? It's like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm doing something kind of secret for, you know, for another content creator that's Swagger related. This is what, it, this is obviously what it was. I know this that is he what recorded, it was. So I yes. know that he would, I know what he was, because we all wondered what the hell he was talking about, but uh, that's obviously what he was talking about. And Ray Rock wants to know if it's a black tie event only for one of the content creators, from what I understand. Um, so uh let's see do, 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 do yes i'm sorry that i flubbed it i couldn't remember it off the top of my head but we do support solo and Zareth and all of them as they make their uh as they create their little network uh because it only makes the community stronger in my opinion neil yeah oh yeah definitely lots so, of little networks lots of little groups yeah perfect What's what co- do you, 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 you get so much more out of um, collaborating when you make your own little groups and your own little networks. It, it, it works so well. And uh, if the, you know, you, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're only starting off with four, but it will grow. I'm telling you that right now, Solo. It, you know, you may have started off with just you and Zareth and Scorch. Um, and who was the fourth you mentioned, Paul? Was there a fourth you mentioned? Uh, I thought I thought there were four, and I, you know, I it's been. I don't know if they're officially signed on yet or not. But well, it will grow. You you will grow. You know, it will go a five, then it will go. Okay, six. so so end all. Oh, so there's end five. All be all. And Klesso. Oh, and Klesso as well. Perfect. And Klesso. Yes. You, you you need to. I mean, just just from who you're talking, you need to hit up. Um, Oh, you need to hit up Bitcoin. I would like to see that. You need to I hit up Bitcoin. Like to see you that. need to hit up Bitcoin. Uh, in fact, just mentioning Bitcoin, I think we need to get him in the GACN. So we do. We, we need do. To get we Bitcoin do. In the, yeah, hit up, hit up Bitcoin. Get Bitcoin <laughs> in your little group as well. All right. Um, what do you got coming up? Uh, we we, uh, we just hit uh, we just hit two hours on the show, so let's wrap it up. What do you have coming up? with what you're doing 
this coming week, Neil? Well, um, hopefully, I'll be hopefully I'll I'll be able to do. Uh, um, uh, Jedi Academy tomorrow. Uh, really hoping I'll be able to do that, but it, it's dependent on whether I'm doing brunch or not. Uh, so <laughs> fingers crossed. Brunch is Sunday, and then yeah, I'll be I'll be good to go uh, then. But um, obviously, I've got my uh, GAC uh, tomorrow as part of the Chain Gang. Absolutely blistering start to Quad Kyber this uh, this month. Four flawless victories. Four counts. Four flawless victories. Not a single loss bunch of holes so i did yeah so it's looking good really really enjoying the uh, the start so obviously i've got that tomorrow as well and then later obviously later on in the week once this uh, once this first week winds down we've got the uh, the first show so i'll be doing a lot of crunching this weekend for the show because i've got a lot of extra bits and pieces to get ready and finished and produced but uh, yeah busy weekend but i'm looking forward to it Geek Girl 1980, thank you for becoming a Patreon, by the way. Oh, thank uh, you very much. Up, yeah, coming up this week, uh, I will be guest starring in the GAC Chain Gang, leading, I think I lead into Yeti, which that I like, um, on Sunday night. So that'll be fun. Um, on Saturday, I'll probably be playing a little bit of Minecraft Dungeons with Flair as we go rune hunting, as you heard during the, uh, during the Always Game Time interview. Um, and then, um, Monday GAC center or GA center. Um, if, uh, if we get the numbers from SWGOH.GG, lots and lots and lots of fun, um, along with our regularly scheduled stuff. And once again, to the amazing community that tunes in that rewatches this show that listens to the podcast um subscriber non-subscriber patreon non-patreon bits or no bits to all of you from neil and i we thank you for the community that you have built and we promise to do our best to to not violate that trust that you have in us. And that, as content creators, we pledge to you today and always. All right. Anything else, Neil? No, I'm good, mate, unless you've got any more questions. Uh, let, me, let me just double check. Uh, the, they, they started going a little crazy uh, um in patreon chat so if i missed uh if i missed any questions i do apologize just remind me next week we'll answer them then ladies and gentlemen nice. that does it <laughs> that does it for this touch week. your body <laughs> you're gonna you're, everybody okay we, we we can't we can't pay oh, for that song. song out my head we, we can't pay for that song <laughs> but what we can pay for is a free after show for all of our patreons and a free raid into always game time for those watching live on twitch ladies and gentlemen thank you for being here be nice to each other damn it seriously don't be a dick be nice we'll see you next time on the escape pod cast neil push the button you got it mate tits off now folks what's going on where the hell are we paris thank you for pressing the self-destruct button attention this is colonel sanders in forward command abandon
Friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog. (laughs) 